This is the Life Church Podcast. Good morning. Let me be uh, another one to say Happy New Year. First Sunday of 2019. So glad you're here. You know, so many things you could be doing. Uh, a lot of people taking down their Christmas decorations. The weather's nice, so might as well get on that roof, right? Um, so a lot of that going on. Um, other people are uh, running for president, apparently. They're throwing their hat in the ring. There's probably a couple doing that just as we speak right now. Uh, yes, yes. By the end of this month, we'll need a bigger ring. All coming to a state fair near you, Right? But uh, you chose well. You chose to be here in church, and you know what that means? 2019, you have a perfect attendance record at church. So congratulations. Tap yourself in the back. Woohoo! Perfect. If you're online, that goes to you as well. You couldn't be here, but we're so glad that you're joining us. Again, it's such a pleasure to be here uh, now that I've come on staff a couple months back as Pastor Rich is uh, heading out to preach the gospel in El Salvador. We are uh, so, pl- so proud of the team, uh, but it's also a privilege to be here to speak with you today. So, first Sunday of the year, I was thinking that uh, it would be appropriate uh, to talk about something that we all kind of do. At the beginning of the year, I don't know if you're kind of like me or, you know, people all around the world are doing this just about now, is making plans for this new year, right? This is such a time of renewed hopes and expectations. Everything is new. We get to wipe the slate clean, start over. I love that, right? It's, it's that time to make those new year resolutions. How many of you have done some new year resolutions here? Just me, apparently. All right. <laughs> no, I see some hands. I know you're shy. You know, some of you will not raise your hand for anything I ask, no matter what. So that's fine. That's okay. Um, uh, but this is a common practice because we want to achieve new things in 2019. We want, hopefully, who knows, hopefully this may be the year that we get that promotion, right? Or that we get that better job with a boss that is not mentally unstable. I don't know, I didn't say that, but... um, Or maybe this is the year that will start that relationship or that will take our relationship to the next level. There's so many potential at the beginning of the year. Maybe this is the year that you'll have that breakthrough. Whatever your goals are, we here at Life Church want to be believing with you for those goals. We also want to be praying with you And more than that, we also want to hopefully be equipping you, putting some tools in your hands so that you will be achieving those goals that you set for yourself for 2019 and beyond. So I thought it would be appropriate, as we are all kind of thinking of what we want to achieve this year, to talk a little bit about goals, a little bit about New Year's resolutions, right? There's those common ones, you know, uh, about health issues. We want to have better health, maybe eat better, uh, Eat more, eat less, eat, 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 eat more salad and, and fruit or whatever, or, or uh, fitness and, uh, and, and so on. There's also uh, the ones that are related to our financial well-being. We want to pay debt. We want to get a raise, make more money. We, you know, there are some things that we can, um, we, we can all relate to. There's some relational goals. Uh, we want to make more friends or be a better friend or uh, be a better husband better wife. 
and some goals are even spiritually related. We want to grow spiritually. We want to become more intimate with God and, and get to know other people that are also in this journey. Um, those are all great goals, and those are kind of common. There are some creative ones that I found online as I was preparing for this, so I want to share those with you. Um, there is somebody who posted a goal online that this year they want to spend less than $2,500 for coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> so that's a good goal. Uh, somebody said, I want to stop drinking orange juice after I just brush my teeth. That is good. That is good. Uh, we approve of that. Um, now, this one may hit close to home to some of you. It says, I want to go back to school to avoid paying my student loans. <laughs> Boy. All right. Well, at least they're learning and growing, right? So, along with that debt. Yes. Growing, growing. Anyway. Uh, I, I thought this was creative, uh, technology-related. I want to change my username to password, and my password to username. That way the hackers will never figure it out, and I'll never forget. I need that. I need that. I cannot remember all my passwords for the life of me. Anyway, um, here's a health-related one. This year, I'm going to stop buttering my donuts. <laughs> That's a good goal. Here's a financial goal. Uh, this year, I plan to pay off my credit cards in full every month using my other credit cards. <laughs> it's the MasterCard shuffle, right? It's the, that is not helpful. Um, and last one I want to share. Uh, I want to save some money for a rainy day. That way I can shop online instead of having to go to an actual store. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, 2019 for you. By the way, Life Church does not recommend most of these practices. Side effects may include, you know, financial difficulties, hardships, relationship troubles, anyway. The truth about goals, though, is that unfortunately, and maybe you're like me, you've done, you, 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 in the past you were more akin to making resolutions and then you realize that, uh, they don't really work. A lot of people say, uh, I'm not sure that they, that works very well. So my resolution one year was just not to make any resolutions. That was my resolution. In fact, 90% I studies showed, 90% of goals uh, set at the beginning of the year are do, uh, fail. People do not achieve them. And that's a shame because those are good goals and, and they're worth pursuing. So why is it um, that some of these goals are not achieved. Well, uh, people that look into that, they realize that a lot of times our goals are unrealistic. Maybe we are just shooting for the stars too audaciously and we're not uh, realistic with how much we have time to accomplish. Other goals may be too vague. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Or maybe, you know, there's simply something we do at the beginning of the year and then we forgot about it as life gets us busy. But... Uh, there are a few things that we can do to achieve those goals, to, to, uh, to plan well so that we can pursue and reach our objectives. So this morning, in the spirit of the first Sunday of the year, I thought I would share with you some tips. Um, like I said, we want to partner with you so that you can have an amazing year. I want to share with you some tips that will help you in that endeavor, okay? Does that sound good? And then 
Um, so you're not disappointed. You're thinking, what is this? Is this like a management class? Is this a, uh, a time management? No. I, I want to also share, as we go along, some principles from the Bible that apply to uh, setting goals and, and reaching them. Sound good? All right. Let's, so let's get right into Well, if it's not all right, <laughs> they're too late. <laughs> no, we're glad you're here. Hopefully this will be helpful to you. Um, so, how many of you have heard of SMART goals? A few hands there. Okay, SMART goals. It, this is a famous uh, concept out there in management cycle, uh, circles, I should say. And uh, uh, it's been around for a little while. In fact, there's a few different renditions of them. SMART goals, here presented as, a, as an acronym and as an acrostic, are characteristics of goals, that if we follow those, if our goals meet those criteria, we'll have a better chance of achieving them. Okay, so hopefully this will be helpful to you as it has been for me. The first characteristic uh, for S is its goals to be achieved need to be specific. It is very uh, common for us to make goals that are too vague. I want to be a better person. It doesn't get more vague than that, right? It's a good goal, but if you want to achieve it, you have to specify, how is it? What is it that you want to address? You have to target, you have to have a good, solid target there. Um, uh, maybe you want to say, I want to be a better friend. Not a great goal, but if you kind of break it down and you say, well, this year, I want to um, call my friends, the ones that I haven't talked to in a while. I want to reserve time on my calendar so that we can get together and go out once a month, perhaps, with different friends. And when I'm with them, I want to engage in meaningful, meaningful conversation. I want to uh, listen more than I speak, and I'll put my phone down while I'm at, in their presence. How, how about that? Is, that? is that a good goal? So that's more specific. How do you want to be a better friend? By doing these things. Oh, but is that a call coming in? Do you mind? No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. Put the phone down. Phone down. All right. Um, all right. Maybe your goal is to grow spiritually. And that's a good goal. That's a great uh, goal for you as, as, as you start. How many times can I say goal and still not? It, it feels like it's the World Cup over here. But anyway, objectives. I'm gonna, I need a thesaurus to kind of make this. Anyhow, this is a good objective for your, for your life. But... Uh, Vague, too vague. Let's be specific. This year, I will grow spiritually by coming to service every time I'm in town. Catching it online every time I'm not in town. If you don't know, we have live services on YouTube now, Live Church now. No, I, Live Church Media uh, on YouTube. You can subscribe, you get the link, you share. That's amazing. There's people watching it all over the place. Good to see you, um, or good to be seen, I guess. I don't see you, but uh, um, good to have you with us. Uh, I will take the launch class. I'll learn more about Life Church, or I'll join a life group. I'll meet other people. I'll meet people that are in the same journey as I am, that want to get to know God, that want to be growing as the year goes by, that will be studying the Bible or studying topics that interest me. I'll get involved in a service project. There are so many ways. <clears throat> Forgive me. So many ways that we make available to you uh, to achieve that objective, to grow spiritually. But it is important that when you set out to achieve that, 
that you specify how you're going to do it. All right? The next uh, characteristic would be that goals are best when they are measurable. You have to be able to measure it. It's not just good to say, I want to read more, but you can say, I'm going to set aside 30 minutes a day, five days a week, to read at least one book a month, so that way I'll read 12 books this year. There's a good goal. You can, you can measure, you can see, am I, am I following along? Am I, you know, am I falling behind? Am I still keeping up? By the way, if you want to read through the Bible, which is a goal that many of us set to do uh, every year, you need about half that time. 15 minutes a day, you have plans, reading plans on, on apps such as version that already tell you which chapters to read each day. And if you don't like to read, you can press play and the, your phone reads it for you. It's amazing. There's, you know, the technology today makes it easy. It's um, something that you can measure as you go along so that you can keep yourself accountable. All right, let's move on. Another characteristic that makes it a good goal is if it's achievable. I mentioned in the beginning that many people fall short of their objectives because they're too ambitious, right? It's like me saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day this year, I'm not going to miss it no matter what. I'm going to lose 20 pounds of fat. I'm going to put on 30 pounds of muscle. I'm going to bench 350 pounds by the end of the year. And I'm going to grow my hair while I'm at it. That, not achievable. Plus, I don't really have... Maybe, you know, we have some fitness ex experts here. Um, maybe if I really committed to it, I could achieve some of that. I don't know about the hair. That, that, that's, you know, hopeless there. I need to find hats. That's my goal for this year. Hats that make me look young. Anyway. Um, but uh, it has to be achievable. I have two kids. I have a wife. How about this for a goal? Um, for my fitness goal. As weather permits, I'm going to take a walk with my family around the neighborhood for 30 minutes three times a week. Okay, so, you know, I have time with the family and it's much more achievable. So that makes it much more reachable as well, all right? And the next characteristic, I spoke about motivation. It's important that a goal is relevant to you. You know, there are some goals that we think we should adopt. Maybe society believes we should do it. Maybe your mom, you know, <laughs> some of you know what I'm talking about. Um, but you're not really motivated to do it. It's like, well, this will be good, but eh, yeah, I'm going to learn a language. I'm going to try to learn a language this year. Hey, that's a great goal to have, but it's hard work, right? Most of the goals, if they're any good, they are hard work. So you have to count the cost. You have to put those specific plans in place, make measurable steps along the way so that you can uh, make sure that you're doing it. But if it's just for the sake of learning, eh, maybe they're not relevant enough. You don't have the urgency. You don't have the motivation to do it. Now, if you're going to be a missionary in Turkey, then you kind of feel that urgency. It's relevant for you. You're going to have to learn in order to be effective, right? So choose goals that are relevant to you, not only those that are 
the ones that you think you should or, you know, somebody else wants you to do. And finally, goals need to be time-bound. Uh, we talked a little bit about that uh, when we mentioned them being measurable. It's important that we, just, that, we just, that we don't just say, I want you to read through the Bible this year, and then the year kind of gets going, and next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving, and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> I'm falling behind here. I'm going to have to read like three books a day if I want to make it uh, by the time the year is over. It's good to have some mile markers along the way. So, you know, by the end of January, I want to have, and like I said, there's reading plans, so you can know what you have to read each day, but whatever it is, oh, I want to have this, I have this fitness goal. I want to do this by the end of January, by the end of February. You have those mile markers, keep yourself accountable. You see if you're falling behind. If you're not, if you're ahead or if you're meeting your goals, then you're, you know, motivated. Say, yeah, this is good. This is working. I feel, I feel good about this. I think, I think this is going to work. So those are some uh, very practical advice. And like I said in the beginning, um, some people might say, oh, but this is, I can find this on Google. I don't need to go to church for that. And uh, this is not spiritual. Well, they're helpful even for your spiritual life. I want to push back on that a little bit because we are not um, one person during the week and another person on Sunday. We're individuals, right? If We cannot be divided. When we are doing well in our health, in our spiritual life, in our relationships, it's all connected. All of those together are important for our well-being in general. But I have good news. If you're, if you're a little bit like, oh, I feel like in church I need to hear more Bible verses or something, then you're in luck. Because I want to offer you a couple more principles that I try to make work with this acrostic over here and um, with, with, with questionable results. But uh, um, just so it, it is easy to remember, a couple more principles that will... Uh, make it for smarter goals for the year 2019, okay? So if you're in the Christian life and, you know, you've been a Christian for a while, I, I, I observe that sometimes a lot of Christians are um, a little passive in their Christian life. And this goal that I want to talk about is engaged, and somebody said, engaged, is that a goal? Is that, is that a sign that I need to be engaged, get engaged this year? No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is that we ought, we ought not to be passive. And what I'm talking about is there's a lot of people that have a lot of hope and dreams and even faith. You know, I, I, I pray and I know that God will do this for me this year. But they fail to become engaged in the process. And the Lord wants us to be part of the process. That's how he teaches us. When he was teaching his disciples, he said, follow me, walk with me. Don't just sit down and, and you know, wait for me to do everything for you. In fact, he wants you to do um, your part. Somebody has said, and I think there's, some, there's a lot of truth to that, that we ought to pray and have faith and trust as if it all depended on God. And then we have to work hard as if it all depended on us. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, finding direction along the way. But it is important that we are not only expectant, 
not only believing for the miracle or for the promotion or for the relationship getting better, but that we are engaged in the process. Does that make sense? I think it does, right? Uh, there's a passage in Deuteronomy that says, Deuteronomy 5, 32, 33 says, Be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. So do you want to have a good life? You want to live and prosper and prolong your days? Obedience. Do what you know already you should be doing. By the way, stop doing what you know already you should stop doing. That goes with that, right? The Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead. It's inoperative. It's, it, it's not helping you. If you only have faith, if you only have knowledge. It, it's funny, my, 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 my daughter, um, often we tell her, Bella, you have to, whatever, you name it. Put your shoes on. It's time to go to school. And she says, I know. Okay, you got to do it. Knowing is not enough. <laughs> you, you really have to get going on that, you know, work on that knowledge. Knowledge is great. Oh, you have to organize your room. I know that. Oh, fantastic. Why are you not doing that? Uh, uh. Can you tell I'm frustrated? Anyway, patience, Lord, is what I need this year. <laughs> um, James says, if anyone knows the good they ought to do and do not do it, it is sin. That means, you know, you're falling short. You're not achieving the mark. We got to do what you know what we're supposed to do. And the next uh, step and final step in our smarter goals is that goals, and again, acrostic is a little bit, I look for words that start with R, but uh, this, I think, makes sense. Goals ought to be revealed sometimes. And what do I mean by that? Is that a lot of us are really good at making goals. It's not about lack of action, you know. Uh, you, you say, I know all about engaging. I know all about making plans that are smart, specific, measurable, uh, relevant, etc., time-bound. But... Um, maybe you forget to consider this whole new dimension that we have available for us, which is the Lord is the Lord of your life. And guess what? He's not a God that is far, far away. When I was a new Christian, or before I was a Christian, well, um, I was religious for a while, so I would check a box saying I was a Christian, but I didn't understand how he worked. I was religious for a while, and when I was religious, I felt that God was far away, and we were down here, and we would go to church on Sunday and just try to appease him a little bit, you know, and then during the week, we would try not to piss him off too much. Oh, did I say that a lot? Oh, boy. Uh, can you guys edit that out of the tape there? In the... Don't let Pastor Rich hear that. We, did a, we, we try not to upset him too much. How about that? Um, but it, that's, not, that's not the God we have. I learned that it changed my life when I learned that God of the universe, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, creator, all-powerful, all 
loving, everywhere present. He knew my name. He knows your name. He knows your path, the path you're on. And maybe, you know, just maybe he knows a better one for you. Sometimes he wants to intervene in your plans and reveal a better one so that you can course correct and go toward that objective. There is um, a verse in James 4 that says, you know, listen, you may say, you know, today or tomorrow we'll go, we'll do, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, make money. So this person is making plans, and that's fine. It's not saying don't make plans, but it has a warning there. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow, right? We can know what we will do, but we don't know what will happen to us. We don't know the circumstances. We don't know what the economy will do, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> but the Lord does. Um, this reminds us, kind of puts us in our place. What is your life? You are mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you want to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live, first of all, and then do this and that. So the Lord's will ought to be part of the planning of every Christian. At least, he's not saying don't plan, but he's saying seek wisdom as you plan. And when you have your plans, kind of keep a year out, you know? Keep yourself tuned to the Lord because he may change them at any time. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, not just your spiritual life, but in all your ways, in your profession, in your business, in your uh, relationships, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. There's another verse in Proverbs, we don't have it up there, but it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So the Lord is interested he loves you so much. He is interested in leading you, in course correcting. When he sees that if you continue on your path, things are not going to quite work out when you hit this circumstance out here, right? I was talking about my daughter, Isabella. You may know her. She curly hair. She kind of runs around. Uh, you may have seen her eating a third donut and running around the, the lobby, even though she knows better. Um, or, you know, uh, she's amazing, she's a leader, she's really smart, but she thinks she's smarter than she is, right? She thinks she knows everything. In fact, everything we tell her, she says, I know. I told you about that just a moment ago. Uh, but, she, you know, she's not quite as, as wise as she thinks she is. Sometimes I have to tell her, Bella, trust me, trust me. You know, I've been around a little longer I see some angles that you can't see, you know what I'm saying? I maybe see some consequences that if you continue doing this, I'm going to bring about... No, just kidding. More or less. Or that may happen to you, you know? You should take a jacket, even though it's warm outside, because we'll come back late. And you should, you know, obey. Trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. So, same thing. The Lord can say, trust me with your life. Trust me with your plans. Trust me with your ways because I, um, I care for you. Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. 
I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. What a privilege. There are many woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. He loves you and he wants to be involved in your plans, in your life. Make plans, make them smart, but keep an ear open for him to to change them or give you some direction along the way. You may be asking, how? How is it that I can listen to the voice of the Lord? How can he guide me as I go along the way? Well, I have a minute and 50 left, so I will not exhaust that topic, maybe topic for another day, but I will give you a few principles just real quickly so that you can have those in the back of your mind. Sometimes he may, um, uh, you know, like I said in the beginning, if, as you are making plans, just ask him for wisdom. Uh, James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And he will be given to you. So God, give me wisdom so I can make good plans that are in line with your plans. And then as, a, as, a, as I'm going, maybe as you're going on your way, maybe the Lord will use a scripture verse. Uh, when I was a young Christian, there was this cute girl that was coming to church, and I prayed, God, should I date her? And the Lord used a verse that is in 2 Timothy 2.22, and uh, it says, Flee the evil desires of youth, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord. And you know what? This is good advice. I should have listened to that. That would have saved me a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, after first service, somebody came to me and said, that wasn't Renata, was it? No, no, it wasn't Renata. My wife here, awesome. All right. The Lord may also speak to you through circumstances or opportunities. Maybe he will bring about an opportunity, open a door. And uh, if you're not sure if that's a coincidence or if it's from the Lord, ask him. Ask him for wisdom. And finally, and, uh, he will speak through all scriptures. The more we know the Word of God, the more we know His character, the more we know His heart for us, the more we know His priorities, the more we know guidance for many areas of life, they are there explicit, right, uh, for us, us to see, but the more we know what He's interested in and what His mission is and what our place in that mission is, so the more we know Him, the more we can align our plans with his plans. And this is what it means to be uh, under the lordship of God. Um, but the bottom line is this. If I can sum it all up for you. God's will for you for this year and the years to come is that you love him. And that you open yourself to be loved by him. And that in turn, that you love others. And that you open yourself to be loved by others. Maybe uh, that will happen in community here. We're going to be talking about in the weeks to come of life groups. I know it's hard to come here with 500 people around you sometimes uh, to connect in a meaningful way. That's, that's difficult. But if you join a life group with 10 people, you can get known and you get get to know other people and get to know God and worship Him together and learn together. So that's a great way to love God and love others. In fact, if you would think about hosting a life group, if this, if this is something that the Lord may be calling you to do, come talk to me after the service. Um, you're not committing yet, I'm just giving you information. But as 2019 
is lays before us, right? May this be our year in which uh, your main goal is to love God, love others, and all other goals may fall in line with that for His glory. Amen. This is the Life Church Podcast. 